Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what do we have tonight? Ah, man, we got something for the folks tonight. Mm. We really do. I think we got something that will, will be informative. I think it will be putting it all out there so people will know what the deal is. Because, you know, Greg and I, as brothers, as positive brothers, as real men, we have some questions. <laughs> we got some serious questions that we want to put out there, and we want you, the audience, to respond. You know, we want you all to call in, to chat, you know, hit the chat room, call in. Let us know how you all feel about this issue, about these issues, because, you know, Greg and I, we, we, just exp- we had an experience, I'll just say it like that, and that experience is what really prompted the title of this show. You know, I mean, Greg, let's let's go ahead and tell them what the title of the show is. The title of the show is <laughs> Why Are Real Men Misunderstood? Now, see, that's a two-part. That, that's like a, a multifaceted question. You know, that's a multifaceted question. Yes. Because it because it doesn't just deserve one answer, and not everybody's going to give the same answer. Mm. Brian, you, you, we hear women say all the time, "I want me a godly man. I want me a man that fear God. I want me a man that's going to take control and do the things that he's supposed to do." But what is that? But Brian, what what is it that that sometimes that is so confusing to a lot of women when a man does just that, when he tells them, well, you know, going to the club is probably not the best thing for you to be doing since we're married. Hanging around your <laughs> friends on, on a daily basis and, then, and they're single is probably not a good idea now that you're married. Not saying that you have to cut away those friends, but since you're no longer married, a lot of the things that you talk about are not, you don't have those things in common anymore. You understand what I'm trying to say, Brian? Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing that's just so funny about, you know, I, I was thinking about, as you were saying this, you know how when men get married and and that man is a certain type of man, you know, when he's not a, what I consider a a a real, godly, righteous, sincere man, a man's man, as some people would say. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's out there in that world and he's and he's sort of, he's not that that type of man that you would want your son to grow up to be. You know, for some reason, women are always trying to pull him out of that lifestyle and make him into the man they want him to be. Mm-hmm. But when he's his own man and he's a man's man. He's a man that you want your son to look up to. Then it seems like most women have a problem with that. Mm. And they don't want him to be so manly at times. They don't want him to have the best amount of judgment. They want him to be a risk taker. Come on, let's do something we've never done before. Let's go somewhere we never went before. I know we're not supposed to be there. I know we're not supposed to do that. But what the heck, let's do it anyway. Mm. You know, and they get caught up in I and, and I and I'm going to be using this term a lot. They get caught up in the emotions of wanting to do things and wanting to say things. And and then when the man thinks logically, now there's a problem. Mm. And Brian, we're not we don't want anyone to misunderstand what we're saying tonight. We're we're giving it from a man's perspective and we're saying uh why we feel that we're misunderstood. And we're not saying that we are always right. Not at all. We can only tell it from our side. So if there's some women out there that want to talk about what we're talking about, that's that's good. But, Brent, what about the man that tells the woman when he finds her and he starts dating her? What about the man that says, you know what, your beautiful sister, I respect you. 
You're such a beautiful woman, and I, and, and, and I feel that we can go somewhere. Why don't we just not have sex? Let's both make this commitment and this agreement together, and we not have sex until we're married. Okay, let me let me ask the question. What year is this? <laughs> you know, because it's because a lot of brothers, it's a lot of brothers out there, Brian, that are like that. Right. And they're getting, right. And they're getting beat over the head. Is he gay? What's wrong with me? No. What's wrong yep. with him doing what the word says? That's what sex, I was about to say. Sex was not invented for unmarried couples. It was only invented for people that are married. That's right. And, you know, from a biblical perspective, you know, I ain't trying to, get, I ain't trying to beat nobody down with the Bible because, you know, I know we all sin, we all fall short. But from a biblical perspective, if you had sex outside of marriage, you were considered a whore yes. or a whoremonger. Mm. Now, I'm just telling you that's what it say. Now, you can get mad. You can go, that ain't what it said. I ain't never read that. Go read it again. You know, I mean, that's just real. That's what it was. That's what it was. Mm. You know? But, you know, my, and I guess, I guess because of, you know, the situation that, prompted this show i guess i'm a little how can i say i'm a little disappointed in that our real men aren't being respected you know our real men are being misunderstood how come a brother has to you know do something crazy or do something out of line to do something out of character before he's given that type of respect it's almost like if a brother's silent and he's quiet, he don't yell, he don't go off on nobody, he's real soft-spoken, but he gets, gets the things done that need to be done, how come with, for some women it takes that brother to really, you know, lose his cool and blow up, and then all of a sudden here comes the respect? When he's not doing that, then that then some women, they think that it's okay to, oh, well, he a, he a, he's a poodle, he's not a, uh, he's not a bulldog, he's a poodle. We walk all over him, mm. you know, and they think it. And then the thing is, if and if they do walk over that brother, and that brother does nothing about it, he just lets it go because he's taking the high road and he's being a bigger man by not trying to get back at them. Now he's soft. Mm. You see, it's almost like they want they want you to be sensitive, but they don't want you to be soft. They want you to be hard and ugly and mean when something goes down, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like they they don't want you to raise your, they don't want you to, to cut up on them. But if they cutting up on somebody, they want you to jump in and take and take the first swing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to sell somebody out and I you better defend me. Yeah. When the brother's saying, no, you just need to be quiet because you don't need to provoke this situation make it worse. You know, and it's oh, you a punk, you a punk. You ain't you ain't you ain't no real man. A real man would have stepped to that brother and said this and said that. And it's like, why make a situation worse? And don't 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 get me wrong. It's not that I'm saying don't defend your woman, brothers. I'm not saying that by any means. What I'm saying is, when brothers, when you do defend that woman, do it in a smart way. Sometimes the best thing to do is to walk away from an idiot that's that may be out to disrespect you or your woman. Mm-hmm. You stick your chest out and you might get a bullet put in it. Because that's what they're looking for. They're looking to destroy you. They're looking for those situations. And naturally, they're going to go through that emotional portion of you, which is that woman, mm-hmm. to get to you. Because I'll tell you, nine times out of ten, you in the nightclub, first of all, don't, brothers, let me just help y'all. Do not take your woman to the nightclub. Do not take your woman to, if that's your woman and she wants to go to the nightclub, do not go with her. Let her go with her friends if that's what she chooses to do. Now, see me? I don't even want, like, when I was in the world, 
When I had girlfriends, I wasn't going to the nightclub with them because I already knew what was going to happen. If I saw somebody saying something to them or touching on them, I'm, I'm, we're getting in trouble. That's all, that's all there is to it. <laughs> and so because of that, I did not go to nightclubs or I didn't go to the ones that I knew. Somebody, if, I'm, if I was dating somebody, I didn't go to a nightclub with them. That's crazy. Come go out with us. Ain't no way. There's no if it's just me and you and we together, we're not going to a nightclub because I know what's there. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that's just a given. You know, are we if we out and we having a nice dinner? That's one thing. You out and everybody in that club, you know what they out there for. Not everybody's out there to dance or to drink. Most of them out there to hook up. That's the place to hook up. So if when you go there, people are expecting you to do what? Hook up. You know, and so, you know, my first thing is don't expect your man to always be ready to fight for you when you're doing something crazy. Mm. I'm just, I'm, that's just it. You know, a lot of times the best thing he can do is not get involved. You know, I, I, Brian, I, I think a real woman would probably not put him in that position. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I I, I believe that a lot of men, they watch women. And they go to them, they go to them like what they see them, they they feel that they can say certain things to them. But I think if a woman carries herself in a very respectful manner in the way that she dressed, and you hear people say all the time, oh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what I have on, he shouldn't say those things, but it does matter. Uh, I'm sorry, you may be a, a nice person a, 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 and a godly woman, but if you're wearing a certain thing, a, a man is going to take it the wrong way. That's just how it is. That's just what that's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I think if you, it's just the way that you handle yourself. It's the way that you carry yourself. And I just don't believe a woman would put her man or, or, or her husband in a position where he would have to defend her. Because if yeah. she's carrying herself like a woman, any man, a man just wouldn't step to her and say anything. He won't do that. Right, right. I, you know, even if that man decided that okay, I want to, I want to step to her. I see where she is. She could nicely, without being disrespectful or rude, say, "I'm with somebody." And. You even have a situation where brothers get, you know, some brothers who aren't real men, you know, they they just big kids, they big boys. That's what I say, they big boys. You know, they may even push the envelope. Well, where he at? Why you ain't? Why he ain't with you? You know, because some some of them are just very persistent. You know, they want to call a woman's bluff. She can very politely just walk away, move away, go to her man, and she don't have to say a word. Yeah, and you know, and and that's called discernment. You got to be smart enough to know that some of these guys out there, they're looking to pick a fight. Mm-hmm. They're looking to pick a fight. Brian, what about the the, the man that's in the church, and mm-hmm. he sees a woman that he likes in that church, and he's he's watching her, and he's asking her sister, "Let's go to Bible study." He's not asking her to go to the clubs. And, you know, and and you have the the women that tell their friends, and I've been told this too. He's not my type. Well, why isn't he your type? And they really can, and really what they want to tell you is he's not out there in the world. He don't do the things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. But what if he's out there saying, "Let's go to Bible study. Let's go do this. Let's go places that is not just crazy work, but where he can give you one hundred percent of his attention, and you can give him all of yours." I think I think that's uh, a, a romantic thing to do, Brian. When a man wants to be with a woman, and he can give her all, give each other all their attention, when the focus is on her, and in the club you hear all this music, like you know, the lights are dim, it's crazy, smoke, all this crazy stuff. But he's not willing to go in that environment because he respects her enough that he's probably trying to start a family. He wants to get married, and he's going after her, and he's doing the right things. But I tell you, some 
women, they say they want a good man. They say they want a good man. But can they really can they really handle a good man? Wow. You know, I always say you always draw or attract what you are. So a lot of times it's not it's not the man, it's you. You know, I always say, look, if it's if you know, back when I used to date, I would always when I finally start saying I don't want to just have you know, these whatever friendship things. I want something that was serious. I realized that I couldn't find a serious relationship because I wasn't serious. <laughs> you know, when I became serious, most women didn't want to take me serious because they knew I was the playful, crazy, wild Brian, you know. I used to be out there acting a the fool, having fun, and they weren't used to that. And so I had to I had to take myself out of the environment that I was in looking for this quote-unquote real woman and put myself into the environment where there were some real women. And see, and that's the, that's the, that's the part of it that I think, you know, when, when, that our men are being misunderstood. When men want to have a good relationship and they begin to move and gravitate to that point, now there's a problem because, no, no, now you don't want to do this. You know, I can remember back when I used to drink. My buddies, when I first said I was going to stop drinking, my buddies all laughed because they were like, boy, Brian, you drink more than anybody we know. How are you going to stop? So when I stopped, they were like, wow, you mean you're not buying no more liquor? You know, we got to buy it ourselves. Yeah. Not buying it, not drinking it, you know, and I start losing friends, you see, because once I start becoming a real man, friends stop dropping off, relationships start dropping off, friendships, female friends dropping off, why, because I wasn't buying liquor, wasn't having fun, I wasn't a party guy no more, I was a serious guy who still knew how to have fun, but it's just that I had my fun different ways. I wasn't the object of the fun. You see, I wasn't the one that was being the clown and everybody paying attention to. Mm-hmm. It was more so that I was trying to be the smart person, not getting caught up and pulled into those crazy lifestyles that I was in before. And once I changed that lifestyle, see, once I... Once I grew up, I'll just say it like that. I'll put it like that. Once I grew up, it was like, whoa. Now he, he's, try, he's he's blossoming into a real man. What's going on? They don't understand. Mm. So, Brian, there's a lot of women out there that want to get married. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the question is, is there a, a misconception of the, the real man? Is there something... Um, that's scaring the women off when a man is is trying to date them. And like I said, there's, there's a lot of brothers out there that don't want to have sex until they're married. And a lot of women, they find issues. They have issues with that. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it and the thing is, I say I think that's that speaks more to the culture that we live in now, where sex is is not as sacred as it used to be. You know, back in back in the old days, they didn't even teach you about sex until you were until they figured you were getting ready to get married. Mm. You know that that was that was just it. And then you would have the mama talking to the daughter about sex, and then the father talking to that incoming husband about sex. But Brian, people say, "Oh, that's the old days." Right, but the thing is, some things. Never change. But we see that we do know now that things have definitely changed when it comes to sexual relationships, or sex in relation, and relationships, rather. You know, and the, the sad part about it is that not enough people are getting into relationships without getting into bed. <laughs> Brian, we, we, we want to hear from the ladies as well. If you're listening, if you just joined us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, 
And the topic for tonight's show is why are real men misunderstood? I see we have our brother Benny Randall in the in the chat room. Benny. Cutting up as always. All right. But you know what? I want to hear it from a woman's perspective why they think that we are misunderstood or why, you know, that we're not a misunderstood. It's something that we're missing. Maybe it's something that we're missing, Brian. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I really, I'm, I'm really at a loss for why real men are misunderstood. That's why I want, I want a woman to tell me why they think real men are misunderstood. Mm. You know, because at times I feel like I'm misunderstood, and I feel like, I mean, I feel like I fit most of the qualities of being a real man. I love my wife. I love my children. I take care of my family. You know. Mm-hmm. I worship my God, my Savior. You know, I, I think I do a lot of the things that would qualify as a real man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, why do some people believe that, oh, you know, because I mean, I've had people tell, I've had, you know, and I'll say this on air, I've had women tell me, you'll break. Yeah, you love your wife, but you'll break. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Why would you even want to see me break? Why would you want why would you want to see a good man screw up? Mm. You know, why would you even speak those words when technically people say we don't have enough good men. We don't have enough real men. We don't have enough men taking care of their families. You know, owning up to their responsibilities. You know, providing, caring, loving, nourishing, investing in their children's futures. We don't have enough of that. So why would we have, you know, women and other men actually saying, you'll break, oh, you're going to mess up, boy. All you got to do is see the right one. Telling you, you see the right one, boy, you're going to slip. <laughs> I heard that so many times it became, it, it got to a point where I stopped dealing with the people who was talking like that. I just took them out of my circle. Right. You think you think women, uh, I really believe that men and women, I think we all want the same thing. I think we just go about it in a different way. And I think that that's where the breakdown occurs when we uh, try to do things a certain way. I, as a man, I can't handle foolishness. I don't deal with foolishness. I, I, I just don't like foolishness. I hate it. I don't like it. If it's something that's just just crazy and just I don't like it. I don't like gossip. I don't I don't like any of that stuff. I don't I don't even like hearing it. Mm-hmm. Don't even come to me with it. Don't uh, I don't like it because it's foolishness. It's not helping you, and, and you're not benefiting from it. You know, leave it alone. Yeah. And I think Brian that um, a lot of men and women, we both make the mistake that when we get married, we try to hang around the same crew. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't hang around your crew, but I'm saying you should. We sh- we should be very mindful of how much time that we're spending with a single person, because we have things that we have to do, and they have things that they have to do, and they're not the same. You know, when you be- when you when you're married, you have to think for family. You have to think for two. It's not just yourself anymore. Yeah, you know, I, when you said that, it made me think about something. I can recall uh, a friend of mine talking about how she was going on a trip, and she was saying, I was like, oh, you and your husband? Going? No. Oh, we don't take trips together because I don't do him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking, what? <laughs> and that was her thing. She did not go anywhere with her husband. And I'm thinking, well, why not? Well, see, he all he wants to do is sit in the in the room, and I'm going shopping, and I'm going to the club, and he don't like to go out with me. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, y'all married, right? And she says, yeah. I was like, well, did you ever ask him what he liked to do, other than the things that he used to do before he got married? <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever thought about the fact that the reason he don't do those things is because he want to stay married? <laughs> you know, and he already realizes that 
going back into the fire is not the best way to stay, you know, uncharred. <laughs> you know, and and it made her think about it. She was like, well, you know, you're right, but I'm still going on my trip. <laughs> do you, you see? Think, yeah, Brian, do you think that that's a communication error? Do you think that that's just a breakdown in communication and not talking? And You know, I I think if you're going out of town, if you're married, and you do go places, I think you need to sit down and communicate and say, this is what we need to do to make this a successful trip. I think we need to get organized, be a little bit more organized. Some people may say, that's just crazy. We're married. We know each other. No. Find some things that you need to do. Stick with those things, and then you won't have that breakdown. Well, I wanted to go do this, but that's not what we agreed on. Right. This is what we said that we would do, and this is how we you know. You know, I also think that sometimes it, it could be, you know, a, a little selfishness going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times where they just have this selfish feeling or they have these selfish intuitions where they feel like, well, I'm not going to let old fuddy-duddy spoil my fun. Mm. You know? And it could be just something as simple as they never really, like you said, communicated why they don't like doing those things, why they don't like going those places, why they, you know, they don't like those situations. Mm. You know, it could have been something that happened in that person's past, like a bad night at the club where they may have gotten into a fight or gotten hit, shot, and they hadn't told you about it because it's a painful remembrance. You know, but let me ask you, Greg. Why do you think that once a man changes his ways and starts to walk in the way that he should go, you know, to walk in a positive manner, to live in a positive light, why do you think he catches so much flack? You mean from his from his wife or from 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 his wife, maybe his peers? From women that knew him prior to, I think I think it's uh, mostly change. They don't know that person because he he's now a new creature. He's not the same person anymore. But I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing if they're on the same page. Again, Brad, I, I think we really need to sit down, husband and wife, and say this is where we want to be. In four months, three months, this week, next week, plan it out. Plan it out. Okay, we're both we're both in the church. We both love God. We we know that He's the head of our relationship. Pray nightly. Make that commitment. Hold her hand and pray with her every night. When she wake up in the morning, thank God for her, and you thank God for Him, and you pray for each other daily, all through the day if you have to. Because there's so many distractions out there right now, Brian, <laughs> that's just tearing marriages apart. Mm-hmm. When you start praying together, there's a bond that's formed Why, when you do that. There's a bond there. And a lot of times when you have that bond, you don't have to say anything to her and you guys can hold a conversation by just looking at each other. You know it's funny because my wife and I do that. <laughs> you 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 can ask. We have yeah. we have this nonverbal communication thing where I can look at her and and say a whole lot, and she'll know exactly what I'm talking about, and she'll just laugh. Yeah, and that's true intimacy there. When you do that, you're clicking now. You're being as one. You're operating as one. Your thoughts are the same. You can pretty much figure out what she's what kind of day she's having if you call her. When you call her, you hear her voice. You know exactly what kind of day she's having. Just when you hear her voice, when she says hello, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you're having a bad day, and all of a sudden she calls you. That perks you up. Mm-hmm. You, you you need each other. You need to walk together. You need to be on that same page. You don't need to be fighting to have time to spend time with him because he's out with the boys. He don't need to be competing with your girls. Those are the the type of distractions that will kill a marriage. 
Oh, absolutely. And another thing, Brian, we're going to talk about, we can move on this right now. If you don't support one another, I guarantee you that marriage will fall apart. Oh, yeah. You need support. You need to support each other. Well, I don't need her to do this. Yes, you do. Even if it's something you know how to do. See, that's the other thing that I've learned about um, how certain real, quote-unquote, real men have been portrayed and treated by people who don't understand, you know, what a real man is supposed to be doing. Or if that person used to be that other type of man, and now he's become that real man. He's grown into his, who into into who he's supposed to be, and they are misunderstanding his position now. You know, it gets to a point where here it is. He may have an idea on something. He may have a a a thought about something, and he may express it in a way that makes that person that let's sit, let's just say a, a woman his wife or his girlfriend or whatever she may feel like she's being left out of the equation mm-hmm. or she may feel like she's being slighted because maybe that man has uh a greater knowledge of what's going on or a greater understanding of uh of what he's saying mm-hmm. so what a real man would do is if he's cognizant of that if he realizes that maybe she doesn't understand or maybe she doesn't have a clue at all he involves her in it. He explains it to her so she can get a better understanding, and vice versa. A real woman also would do that for a man mm-hmm. if the man doesn't have a greater understanding. But what I've seen too often is that if there's a man who doesn't understand and that woman knows what's going on, a lot of times in the heat of an argument, she beat him across the head with it. Mm-hmm. You dummy, you didn't even know how to do this. And it's like, oh, Lord, what in the world just happened here, you know? Here it is where we're, here's a moment where we're supposed to be sharing knowledge and growing together, and you've used that knowledge as a weapon. Mm. You know, and so I've seen that happen quite often in marriages, you know? So, Brian, when... In people that I know personally, and it's like when you try to explain to them that's not the way, I said, look, even when I say, look, when when y'all married, even the way you fight has to have ground rules. You can't fight. You have to fight fair. But I Brian, said, if, when if, when do the when when should the games stop? You know, girls are taught how to play the game at a young age. Let's you be, know, let's be real. Let's be real. They're, they're taught at a young age how to play the game. The boys, we're not taught as early as the girls are. We're not taught that way. We're taught from the from the uncle, the old uncle. Every we all have them, and most of the information he's giving you is wrong. Is wrong. You're gonna get beat down. <laughs> you taking his advice, and that woman is beating you down because she's got the game down packed. But when you, you know what? When you get married, when when should they put the game down? It's, it's no longer a game. I think when you have games when you're married, it, you're making your marriage a competition. You're competing against each other, and, and no one likes to lose. Well, see, that's what I was going to say. I think that the game changes when you're married. See, now the game, the, the goal is that everybody wins in the marriage. I think that's what the game ought to become because you know everybody's going to have their little game going you know, they got to run the game here. They run the game there. The girl's going to run her game to get what she wants. The guy's going to run his game to get what he wants. And ultimately, if they like each other's game, they're going to play together. You know, but if somebody keeps losing out in the game, you know, it's like it's like tic-tac-toe. You might have a whole lot of cat games, you know, but if you keep getting beat in that game, you ain't going to want to play no more. But as long as y'all keep coming up with a cat each time, if it's if it's a tie and nobody lost, nobody won, y'all gonna keep playing until somebody wins. Mm. Or you gonna change the game? Let's play a different game. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, and we've learned that from when we were little. And that's that, the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing that's causing 
all these marital problems. That's the thing that people, uh, they need to know that the game stops because marriage in life, that is not a game. There's no place for games in a married household. Those games have to stop. Those games that you played when you were single, those are single games. Those games and rules and laws, they don't apply to once you're married. Mm-hmm. That's just I, well, and that's what I say. The game, the game is then the game will change, and that's why I say I, I think ultimately then that game, the goal of that game is that not that somebody wins or loses, is that you're having fun. Mm. You ever play a game where you didn't care whether you lost, as long as everybody was having fun, didn't matter what the score was. Mm-hmm. See, I remember when, when I I used to work at a uh, at a place where. We used to always go and play laser tag, and it would be so funny because we'd all there was always this one lady she'd always lose. She would always lose, but it didn't matter. She would still come and play, and I mean the man would give her like two hundred thousand points, and she'd still run out of. She'd still come in there minus a hundred thousand, minus eighty thousand, minus ninety thousand points. And it's like, how did you lose that many points when he gave you more points than everybody else? You know? And she said she would kept going because she loved to have fun. It didn't matter that she was losing all the time. But we have a caller on the line, and we want to go to a caller because we want to know, why do you think real men are misunderstood? Or if you have another question or comment, you're welcome to give that question a comment. Caller from the... 770 area code. Caller, are you there? 770? All right, maybe they're just listening in, and that's great. Yes, yes. You know what, Brian, I, I, I really believe, and I, and I want to hear from women. I, I wonder, do they know when to cut the games off, or, or can they stop? I wonder, can they stop? You know, I, I think when the game isn't fun anymore, that's when they stop. I, I'm just being honest. That's my or, that's my true belief. I or, think or that's when losing. the game stops. Wow. Hmm. I, I, I tell you, um, just listening over this weekend to a lot of women talk, and I know there's not one woman that speaks for every woman. We all know women want to be married, and there's a lot of brothers out there that want to be married. Mm-hmm. It, it just seems like that when, when a man wants to be married, he's going to be very, very careful. It's not so much the ceremony. It's not so much just that day. It's the fact that he's getting married to the person that he loves. And I'm not saying that women don't do that. But with women, it's so many different things that comes into that dream of being married. It's her day. She's told it's her day. She's told that all the focus will be on her. You understand where I'm going with this, Brian? Yeah, yeah. Go, keep going. And 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 at what point will will she say or, or, or others say, okay, this is not about just the ceremony. This is about the love between these two. Because you have a lot of people out there that may spend a hundred thousand dollars for a wedding that lasts three months. Wow. <laughs> then you have a couple that will go down to the courthouse and people will laugh at them. Girl, I would, there's no way I would do that. He, You're supposed to have this and you're supposed to have that. And nine times out of ten, Brian, they're walking down the aisle with this beautiful dress on, spending all this money, knowing that that's not her Adam, and he knows that that's not his Eve. Mm-hmm. We'll we, we learn to love each other. We'll make it work. We both have good jobs. We'll make this thing work. And it's not working, Brian. Mm. It's not working. Brian, let's go back to the 770 person. I, I, I think I think she's on there now. I think she may have a question for us. All right, let's see. 770, are you there? Yes. Hey, welcome, welcome to the Abundant to the- Solutions Hour. Hey. <laughs> All right, do you have a question? Because I have one for you. No, but I'm waiting for a question. 
All right. My question is to the wonderful lady on the other end of the line, why are real men misunderstood? Hmm. Could it be that I don't think they I don't think they are if they are around a, a real woman. Ooh. Ooh, lovely, lovely. I like that. And um I I'm D. Gray, hey, Greg Bryan. Hey, hey. <laughs> and I listened in on the conversations this week on a couple of shows, <clears throat> so I know Greg knows how I feel about felt about the issue. Yeah, but I do. I think a real, <clears throat> I know, a real woman would know a, a a great man and wouldn't give him such a hard time. There's so many women, unfortunately. <clears throat> um, I realized this this weekend is kind of sad to say, but <clears throat> um, somehow we've got our bearings off. We mm-hmm. need to get our compass back working. Something's cracked. Something's not working. Do you do you do you think do do you think it's this the new society is saying be independent, independent. Don't let any man tell you what to do. You know you see all these shows on television. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what it's geared around. It, it, it's pretty much geared around the woman being in control. You don't need a man. All these songs are out there. You you can do everything on your own, but deep down inside, that woman is lonely. I think it's more. I think it's even more than being lonely. I think it's you. You're 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 not. It's not lonely. You're not happy because you're not innately. Being who you were, you you were programmed and born to be. Um, like I I said to um, a conversation yesterday, I have a twin brother. I would never want to be a guy because I have watched. I we came in the world together. I've watched him. He's watched me. He doesn't want to be a girl. I don't want to be a guy. We both respect each other. The the thing that divides us. Sometimes we say the same thing, but we say it differently. We could go for days of arguing over a point, and at the end we realize we both agreed on the same point. It's just the way we conceptualize it. So now we <clears throat> know how to back up and and um, um, be more mindful of each other. But what I mean is there are things uh, about a woman that, and I felt this myself working in corporate America. Um, now I'm a I'm an at-home mom and I have my own business. But when I, I used to be an architect and I worked around a lot of construction um, workers and a lot of engineers, and I used to be the only woman on the team. And so you have to build up this certain level of um, you have to guard yourself so that you can re- be respected. And after you do that for 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 years on end, you you lose yourself because you're not a guy. You you're feminine and you're you're nurturing and these things you were born with and you have to table that in order to do your job. And I felt myself miserable in that job. And it, as a child, it was my dream job. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know what I like to do more is build relationships as opposed to building um, buildings. But I think sometimes we. Um, we we women are we in this this world where we are brought up, um, and and we still have this. We're brought up to uh, we have expectations from our family and friends to marry, um, and have children at a certain age. And at the same time, we have financial ob- obligations. We have to take care of ourselves. No longer are um, women going back home. And, and living at home and 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 working and, and doing whatever until they meet a husband or we that is a it's now you have to be out and on your own so you it's like a double edged sword I think but I think if you are centered and you seek toward and I, you know I know there's I know there's some people who aren't Christian and you know I, you know God bless you but for me I need some kind of spiritual compass to the to, to keep me on track and i really my faith really helps me um when i get to a point where i feel like i'm 
I am going a little bit too far off. I'm 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 being a, a little bit too aggressive. I need to come back. And every time I I I pray, I, I take time for myself. A lot of women don't take time for we don't take time for ourselves, and then we get upset with um, our family or the men in our life because they don't treat us the way we want to be treated. When a lot of the things we need, we can give ourselves, and that is, you know, a bath, hot bath on a Friday, or um, those kind of things. But we we kind of take the uh, we kind of downplay our femininity um, to live in this society and we don't have to. I think it's a choice. We have to decide um, how can we be who we really, who we are and not, um, and then um, also live and take care of ourselves. And sometimes we have to realize some of the things we, we say we want isn't really what we need, you know. I have a lot of girlfriends who have, you know, very expensive cars and very big homes and they live by themselves and they can't understand why they don't have time for a man and when I'm, I hang out with them they they spend the whole time you know they got the shades on they're looking straight they're not paying anybody any attention because um, they're trying to get from here to there because they don't have time because they got to pay for this big car and this big house so <clears throat> um, it's some of the choices we make we do try to keep up with each other more so than I think more so than men on um, things that don't matter like fashion and um, things like that, and that causes us to take two and three and four jobs, and we don't have time to just be female. Um, mm. So that's that's an issue that I see, and I what, think if so, for so do, hmm? yeah, when, when when you talk with your girlfriends, I'm not asking you to rat them out or anything. What <laughs> you know, what is the number one thing that the single women say about? A, a, a man. What kind of man do they say that they want? We we hear we hear women say all the time, "I want a godly man." And I, and I said before, you you probably didn't hear it. When a man tells a woman, "We're going to do this the book by what 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 the book says. We're going to go by the book. Mm-hmm. No sex until we're married. We're not even going to be alone. We're not even going to try to put ourselves out there like that." Mm-hmm. A lot of the women will not accept that. Why, 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 why do do they really want a God-fearing man? Do they really want that type of man? Do you think they can handle him if they're out there in the world? Yes and no. And um, so let me let me clarify. I have girlfriends, including myself. If a guy came to me that way, I would be overjoyed. What I find are, and I work in PR and, and Christian. Um, I work for ministers and gospel recording artists, and I find men say that, and then as soon as they are alone with you, they change their mind, and they put um, pressure on you. So I would be overjoyed to meet a man who said, let's do this by the book, because on my end, I get guys who don't want to go by the book. It's too boring because there are plenty of women in the church who, will have sex with them outside of marriage. Mm. <clears throat> so on the other hand, there are women, like I said, who will have sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with them not being spirit- spiritually mature, not understanding what um, what role they have in a relationship. I think from a man, <clears throat> a, man a good Christian man will protect a young woman that he cares about. He will protect their future family. He will protect her health and their health, so his health, so he wouldn't do that to her. But a lot of women don't know that, and they don't take the time or dig deeper to figure out why all men in church or all men who say they're Christian can't be this way. They don't. They don't look for. Well, I don't even think women should be looking for a man. To be honest with you, but they don't dig deeper to find the, the the answer that sits well with their soul. They just see it. Their other friends, when she got engaged, and I know they were sleeping around, so I guess, you know, this guy come along and he said he want to marry me. I'll sleep with him, too. I'll sleep with him. And it never works out, but it keeps going on. There's a lot of um, single people having sex in the church and single ministry. So mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think, like I said, women um, don't realize that really a, ma- a good man will, will pro- he is an example of God's provision. He will protect their body. He won't let that happen. Mm. And they don't see that because we're so busy providing for ourselves that we don't trust that anymore. Right, right. D, right. we have another caller. Hold on, D. Don't, don't hang up. Brian, let's go to the uh, other caller. All right, we have a caller from the 347 area code. Caller, are you there? You know I had to call in. Ah, <laughs> it's the motivator. <laughs> That's right. How you doing, yeah. Benny? Come on, man. You know I'm blessed. It's not a <laughs> You know, I just want to respond to something the lady was saying. And, and by the way, what, what's the young lady name? That's D. Yeah, yeah, D. You, you, you're talking to a real man right now. <laughs> I just want you to be aware of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you this, D. This is how it goes down. A man is only gonna do what a woman allow him to do. Okay. Um. When a man and a woman begin a relationship, the woman has all the power, whether yes. she know it or not. Yes, she does. Okay. It's just how she utilizes her power. And seeing that women are emotional, they tend to give in to the emotional side quicker than they'll give in to the hard side. So they become emotionally attached. And a man can smell that from a mile away. And a real man can smell it from, like, two states away. Simply because no man has power over you, D, unless you give him that power and no I don't care what your religion whatever that is it don't I don't care about that I'm gonna tell you why because first you are a spiritual being having a human experience and it's that inner thoughts of what you feel about yourself which allows you to either get played or be the player so we as individuals have to make up our mind what is important to us and what we will accept and what we won't accept. Because I tell you, if a man truly loves you and in love with you, he will wait. Yes, sir. He will wait. He will wait no matter what. He don't care if it takes two years, three. He will wait if he truly loves you from the heart. But if he loves you from the body... You got about 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And, and, and you know that's true, right, D? I, I know that's true. Because it's really not a game. It's a lifestyle. Benny, you telling all the secrets. <laughs> no, I'm not telling all the secrets. I'm just giving her a, 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 a taste. You can never tell all the secrets. It'll tell take us like about eight years. <laughs> Benny, I was Benny, just messing with you. Yes, Benny, this is Greg. I, hey, I Mr. Think, Greg. Yes, what, what do you... When, when you say a woman, well, you know, they have all this power. I, I, I agree with you. But I think women, I don't think they realize how much power they have. Can you can you give us some type of example of what you mean or go a little bit? Man, you must deeper? be read my mind. Let me break it down for you, brother, man. All right, all right. And, and, and by the way, I'm telling you, D, listen to this point and listen to this very carefully. Yes. I'm here. A woman has the power because of her being that woman, okay? And it's deeper than the physical sense. But a lot of times what happens is, one, the woman allows the man to get inside of her head instead of allowing him to get inside her heart. See, and the heart will always guide you in the right direction. The head will drive you to instant gratification. And a woman will start to feel like, oh, maybe I'm going to lose him. You know, maybe I should give in a little bit. You know, he's what I want. Because a lot of times a woman wants the bad boy, but she wants the good man too simultaneously but she's attracted to the bad boy and will ignore the good guy. 
That's why the good guy a lot of times get looked over until they get messed up so bad, and then all of a sudden they stop looking at the physical and start looking for something more, something deeper. And women give up that power all the time. Allow a man to mentally stimulate you, have a conversation, and what I mean have a conversation, I mean without even speaking. Allow a man to do that in your life, and you will start to connect. Instead of worrying about what you don't have and what you give up, because you are the architect of your life. So men usually take the power back with how much they know you like them. Like, I can tell when a woman really feeling me, and I can tell when you ain't got a chance in this side of the river. And the thing about it, it only takes about less than a minute, and a woman already knows, and so does a man know, if they will sleep with that person. That's right. Even before it even, less than a minute. That's right. You know by your preference, and if I meet you or you meet me and we had that chemistry, you would know in that first minute whether there was an opportunity that we can sleep together, and it depended on how intense that was, how quick it will be. You follow? Did I answer the question, Greg? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You answered it. Go ahead, Dee. I want to hear you come on back. <laughs> no. You want to hear me come back? Yeah, because you don't got all quiet over there now. You're a no, real man. I'm listening to you. With... I'm listening right. to you. Look, Betty, I got quiet, too, because I wanted to hear this myself. I wanted to hear I wanted to see if I was somewhere in this realm of, of right. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I totally agree with everything you said. You know, I, I really believe that if more, if we have more dialogue like this, true dialogue where we have men coming out and telling the truth about things, you know, that's why I was messing with you about giving up the secrets. But these are not just secrets, they're truths. And you Brian, know, if me, we have more women being open and honest and being truthful about what they want and what they expect and what they what they plan to give as well as what they expect to receive, instead of everybody trying to play this guessing game, is she going to like this? Is she going to do this? Is he going to do this? Is he going to like this? Do I look good? Do he look good? You know, we have all these guessing games that we keep doing, and one person is trying to outguess the other person. And, you know, we get to a point where nobody knows what the heck is going on. Brian, but everybody Brian, else, they Brian, know it Brian, could, I, could, I, could I ask Dee a question? Yes, sir. I, me? Dee, could I ask you a question? Yes. you listening to me right now. You don't I'm know me. i listening to you. Yeah, you listening to me? You don't know me. What is your perception of me? You know yourself. The word you want to use is powerful. No, you know yourself. I mean, I was about to chime in um, in regards to the question about <clears throat> the games or whatever, why women <clears throat> are always wondering whether a guy like me or do I look good enough. And I think that goes really to whether the woman knows herself and loves herself. Because I think if she if she did, and, and <clears throat> what I meant by her compass is not off, she's not... She's not centered. She's not thinking. Her mind's not in the right place. What should be important is her self-worth and how she projects herself to the world and how the world responds to her. If she doesn't know who she is, then she's looking for her identity through friendships, clothes, cars, uh, everything but herself, what, what, how, her, how she, she feels inside. And even if she met a good man, she wouldn't know it because she still don't know what's real, what's truthful. Mm, you you right on that. And, and let me tell you something, D. This, uh, I'm sorry, Brian. You know I'll be talking about running my mouth. Just tell me be quiet. Okay, um, I was just going to tell you that we got about 45 seconds. Man, you should have extended this show. <laughs> good old show. Why you ain't extend this show? Anyway. Oh, sorry. Uh, go on, extend this show now. Come on, man. Hurry up. Um. D, women should look for a man to compliment them and not complete them. That's all I got to say. It was 45 seconds. All right. Compliment them but not complete them. I agree. All right. 
I want to just say I'll thank you all for joining us. Great dialogue. We're going to definitely have to do a show like this again. I want to let everybody know that on Wednesday night we'll have uh, evangelist April Mason, and she's going to come on and talk about her new book, Broken But Not Bound. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us. Join us Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Thank you. Good evening, and God bless.